Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash cutscenes. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go check it out. Hi guys, welcome to Cutscenes and Cutscenes. <laughs> Gosh, what nailed the it. What's wrong? Cutscenes and cutscenes. <laughs> At least I'm not calling it cupcakes and cutscenes. That was like for two months. Next week it'll be cupcakes and cupcakes. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to Cutscenes and Cupcakes, the podcast. Today we have a super fun episode we've been excited to do um, where we are interviewing a good friend of ours, Brian. And I'm not sure if that's how we're going to... It is Brian. That wasn't a question. <laughs> I'm just not quite sure about the introduction. <laughs> so this is going great, needless to say. Before we get into the meat of our podcast today, this is Steph. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marley. And I'm, and I'm Brian. And we're going to do some non-sponsors. Uh, I'll go first. So mine is slightly self-promoting. I had the opportunity to be on the 3-Bit Gamer Show. We met these guys at Salt Lake Gaming Con and um, they're the they're the ones who helped us get yeah, the they're panel the ones who set had, up. Like they were volunteering to do the entire panel setup. Mm-hmm. And super helpful, super nice. And so I'm like, well, if I'm going to be on their show, like I need to listen to their podcast. And I did, and I was just so pleased. They're hilarious. They talk about the industry. They talk about everything that I need to know and everything I want to know. Yeah, you guys, I had so much fun being on that show. Like, they're, like I said, hilarious and easy to work with. And they provided me with some delicious cookies because they know Ooh. that's important to me. <laughs> and, um, yes. People yeah, like, know us. <laughs> It was just, it was a great experience. So I'm just going to plug that and tell you guys to go check them out and check them out when my episode comes out. I think it will be the next one. We'll drop a little uh, social media. Yeah, we'll give them some love. So you'll see. Yeah, when the episode comes out, some social media advertisements. So pay attention to our social media. If you're not Mm -hmm. already following us, well, why not? Yeah, we're on all the big ones like MySpace and um, LinkedIn. Oh, go and find that, me. What's the what's the Google one name again? Google Plus. Google Plus. I was gonna say Bing, but that's I guess the that's, exact opposite. Did of you Google. know that Bing stands for because it's not Google? Are you serious? What? That made me resent them. Oh. I'm like, that is petty. Wow. Yeah. That's some lowbrow shit right there. I know. Bing. <laughs> Monica Bing. <laughs> Marley, what's it's your not a sponsor? Sorry. <laughs> so I talked over you. You're good. Say it again then. Marley, what's your not a sponsor? My not a sponsor. I couldn't think of I couldn't think of a TV show or a podcast to do this time. Kind of in a TV show funk. Used to be every week. I know, but I've also been watching the same TV show because I've been rewatching a favorite series of mine. Vampire Diaries. Yes, I love Vampire Diaries, you guys. <laughs> it's so good. It's so just like ridiculous, but it's so good. Anyways, that's not my not a sponsor. So my not a sponsor. Sorry for the crinkle. But I'm going to grab this. It's you a- know they can't see us, right? <laughs> it's a bag, but they can hear the crinkle. She's showing the, the microphone. people are like, oh, yeah. Microphone. Look. Right now she's showing the <laughs> microphone her chips. So these are popcorn chips. 
their uh, crunchy and wholesome popcorn snack. I'm, I'm reading this off the bag. Somebody anyway. hire this girl. I know, right? <laughs> Make a commercial for these chips. We said not a sponsor segment, but Marley's really selling this like a sponsor. Anyways, this flavor of popcorners is kettle corn, and they're so yummy. And like, I love them. So I discovered them at Costco. They had like this big um, box full of different flavors, and I immediately like just like totally fell in love with the kettle corn flavor. It's it's like it's a healthier snack. I mean, there's only like four ingredients in them. Is which, one of them love? Yes, actually, because <laughs> mm. I love them. No, but yeah, I, they're just like a healthy snack, and they're delicious. And I want them to be our not a sponsor. You don't have to they justify do look good. it. They do look delicious. And I just got like a bunch of bags for my uh, for my birthday. My my mom went a little crazy and bought me like a whole bunch of kettle corn popcorners. So I'm really Aww, excited. <laughs> the bag is now sitting proudly on Marley's bookshelf, like <laughs> on display. It'll probably stay where it'll there. remain for a while until she eats them. <laughs> we'll just go in a circle, Brian. What's your not a sponsor? Okay, uh, so my not a sponsor is actually Valiant Entertainment. Oh. Now, Valiant Entertainment, they, they are a comic book publisher, in fact, and Ooh. they publish a, a brand of superhero comics and adventure comics and crime comics, all sorts of different genres that may not be as well known as your, your, your big two, DC Marvel. But with, with Valiant, you, you have... I was you, thinking Dark Horse and... Okay. Uh, you know what, big three? I can't name can't another one. <laughs> that's, that's, that's still, that's valid. That's very valid. But um, with Valiant, you have uh, these amazing characters like Exo, Man of War. Essentially, if you if you took a, you know, a Spartan warrior and infused him in armor. So, like, you know, kind of reverse Tony Stark there in a different light. Really, or Kratos, yes. <laughs> Um, then you also have Faith. Yes, that's what I thought Force. Faith was valuable. Exactly, exactly. Nice. You, you yes. remember Faith. Faith is wonderful. Um, other great series include Archer and Armstrong, Quantum and Woody, I can go on forever, Livewire, and, and of course I got a Shadow Man, the Shadow Man. Uh, my personal favorite. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great stuff, good comics, and I can't, I can't endorse it enough for my not a sponsor. Nice. Very I good. Like it. Probably our first comic based not a sponsor. Yeah. Probably. So. Okay. Hopefully Steph. not the last because comics are great. It's well, my not a sponsor is Dark Horse. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I can song, be a- the song by Katy Perry? Yeah. <laughs> no, my not a sponsor is Orange is the New Black Season 7 that was released on Sunday, I think. It is so good. It is. Orange is the New Black has gone from like super great. Uh, first two seasons and it went kind of downhill then it did like little swoopty swoops and but this this seventh season is taking it right back up they did a really mm-hmm. good job they're finishing the entire series so they're closing up stories and like um a lot of the stories aren't going quite as well as i want them to but in a way that feels like more realistic and like how it should be it's more close to like what real life would be mm-hmm. so i mean it's a horribly dark show but also very like light <laughs> And has some levity to it. It's a great... I love Orange is the New Black. You guys should go watch it. And this is a quote from my aunt who watched the first episode. This is porn! But you have to get through the first episode. The first episode has a lot of, like, things. You're like, oh, shock value. And then it gets really good. And does it keep having that? 
No, not as bad as the first episode. There's no. some girl on girl action, which is a theme throughout because it's an all women's prison. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> but not quite as graphic as the first episode. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. I've not good. watched it, but I, I hear good things about it. Definitely. So maybe I'll add it to my list. It's good. Um, I think we also have to mention that the day this night that we are recording happens to be the birthday of our dear Marley. It's my birthday. Yay. Happy birthday, Marley. She turns forty two. Oh, I'm so old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's the youngest one here. She is turning twenty eight today. Twenty eight. Just a little baby. Yeah, no. Um, so happy birthday! Yeah, happy Thanks, birthday, guys. Marley! Yay! Thanks happy for agreeing birthday. to meet with us on your birthday to record our podcast. Hey, anything for the podcast. <laughs> I mean, we're we're taking time away from me playing Horizon Zero Dawn right now, and Red Dead, with and me. Red Dead with you, but. I got to take one for the team. Oh, I appreciate that. That's why I'm such a huge fan. Um, For Marley's birthday, I got her some gamer headphones, and I just noticed that the tip where the mic is is glowing LED as well. Yes, it does change colors. Is it an awesome feature? (laughs) Just the tip lights up? Oh. Mm. Should it be lighting Mm. up, though? (laughs) Because if it is, you might need to go to the doctor. Are, you, are we still talking about I was about talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I have the great honor of having called it first. Who gets to um, introduce Brian more? Uh, we're just going to talk about who he is and what's up. So Brian is a very close friend um, of all three of ours. And we met at Comic-Con. And... Um, Brian is a graduate from the Entertainment Arts of Engineering and Engineering program up at the U. That's University of Utah. University of Utah. Very, one of the most amazing things about Brian is how passionate he is about gaming and a good story. He is a master craftsman of like knowing what a good game and a good story is. And we'll be playing games and he'll say like, I would just make this one tweak. And I'm like, yeah, that would make it infinitely better. Like, so he just has the right mind and the right eye for details. And yeah, I'm, I'm so happy he agreed the, to come on our show because he's got some good opinions. And I think you guys are going to enjoy listening to what he's got to say. How long ago was it that we met? That- you guys, Lindsay and Brian met first. It would have been three years ago in already, September. Already Isn't that, that crazy? That is insane. Yeah, because I moved into my apartment right after meeting you. Yeah. And um, that's how I keep track because I only I don't remember when we met, but I do remember when I moved into my apartment. So Yeah, it was, I mean, because Salt Lake Comic Con is usually in September. So, yeah, right. it would have been right after that. Yeah. That you guys so that means spending Aria was together. Aria was being birthed. I mean, not probably <laughs> during Comic Con. But, but literally, wasn't. like, when I first met yeah. you, Steph, I think one of the first things you did was literally sit Arya down in her car seat. Car seat, and I, I was just like, oh, "We're st- we're still hanging out. Like this is <laughs> we're hanging out and doing this." I remember that Comic Con because I was very pregnant, and no, okay, it had to have been the uh, no. Anyways, I was I, you a, clearly remember very well. I was well. pregnant at a Comic Con, and they were I like, think, "I think that was the Comic Con that was later in September." Okay. So that would make oh wait no. Well, anyways, I was pregnant at a Comic-Con, and we were in line for a photo op with Denai Guerra, 
and they were like, um, kids can go to the front of the line. I'm like, well, I'm pregnant with a child in my belly. Can I go to the front of the line? And they like looked at me and they're like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Thank that's you. That's actually really nice. I didn't it think. It was great. I didn't think that story would have a happy ending. It was a happy ending. <laughs> Yay. That's so funny. Oh that's my gosh. That's great. <laughs> Anyways, Brian, we have prepared a couple questions for you, and if you have any stories you want to tell or deviate, that is fine. We tend to tangent on this as, as you just witnessed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'll ask the first one. Absolutely. Like I said, something that we know you for the most is your passion for video games, and we know you have a career in video games. What led you down that path? What is it about video games that is so special? You know, it's, it's interesting because I think the first thing that really kind of um, made itself apparent to me with video games was, was no, none other than, the item is none other than Link's Master Sword. My cousin had a poster of The Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, and there was a promo from Nintendo Power that had the Master Sword and the vegetation was all growing over it, and, and there was this sort of ominous light pouring down on the, the pedestal where the sword rested, and I just wanted to find it. And um, from there, it was just a matter of when, when can I... When can I get my hands on it? When can I get my hands on this hardware, you know, which would have been back in the day, the, the <laughs> NES, Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Nintendo baby. So from there, it, it just kind of became this explorative journey that I couldn't, I can never say no to. Anything from awesome box art, you know, like mid-80s to early 90s, that would intrigue me. I I was I was right there 100 percent of the time. Um, so was Zelda like your first game? Zelda was not my first game, actually. You know what? You know what's funny? Zelda was always too hard for me. I I couldn't wrap my mind around Zelda until a little bit later. It was like the you maps. know the, yes. the maps, the maps. It's and so big. It's so big, mm -hmm. and it's it's just essentially I don't know where I, I remember you know renting it from Blockbuster and the gold cartridge and everything, and and I would I would you know. I would uh, insert the, the game, and I was so excited, and I just, I, I think I spent mainly all my time just going in one huge circle, but, but being amazed by it. But my first game to answer your question was, was Mario. Super Mario. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, classic. Classic. Yeah, no, Mario, Mario is the man for many reasons, so um, it, it, would, it would definitely have started with Mario. He is, in fact, wearing a Mario Kart shirt right now. I'm, I'm yeah. wearing it. It's very cute. Or, you know, this, is, this is the original box art. Ooh. So going back to that, you know, and this, and to me, it's funny because I would say that this is when Mario Kart was the most hardcore. It's gotten friendlier with each iteration, mm -hmm. I think. But this is like when it was the most violent, with the exception of the Luigi Death Stare. I grant you, <laughs> that's the only bit of like dark and twisty violence that it's got left is the the Death Stare. I, I grant you, of course, of course. <laughs> um, just and then if I can add one of the one of the things I think also that really intrigued me about gaming and and why I kind of focused on narrative is all my friends we we would play these games and, and back in the day this is back in the day so so there's there's really no. There's no streaming, there's no Twitch, there's no one to really um, set the record straight on what it is that you're actually playing. So, you know, of course, the misconception of Zelda being the character that you're actually playing. Mm -hmm. Things like that uh, happened all the time, right? Yeah. But one of the most intriguing things that I think I remember was uh, sitting around with friends, and we would all kind of make up stories, or you would hear crazy stories kind of come through the grapevine, 
and and that would be the rule of law. Like, like so. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say like um, what is it? Fan. What what is it when you make up your own stories about characters? Fanfic. Yeah. So like, are you like doing like some fanfic? Action. You know what? I would say the only reason why it wasn't fanfic is because we all took it so seriously. <laughs> we we all thought it was okay. Okay, so let me let me give you an example. Um, we thought I remember a good a good set of friends. Um, Street Fighter. Um, we knew that one of the main characters, Ryu, was married to another character, Chun Li, and and so we you know you would finish a match and it's like well you know he's he's in this tournament because he's trying to save her. And you're just like, what? And, and it's just like this amazing exchange. And then, and then, and then you then get you, to fight her and you're like, hang on a minute. <laughs> it's, it's, something, it's something to search for again. It's that back to that theme of like, I got to find, I have to confirm this. And I think that mystery has kind of always been present. That's great. That is a fantastic answer. I think that's something that's really very cool about nerd culture is that for the most part, everyone wants to enjoy the things that you enjoy. When a lot of other types of cultures, they want to like be in their own world mm. and put down people who they, and I guess this is a very broad statement, but put down people who don't like the things that they like mm. and don't think the thing that they like is as cool as what they like. So that's something that I think is very like encompassing in our culture and is a good part about it. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, what, so what is your favorite game of all time? Favorite game of all time. All time. All time. It's a big question. It's a huge question. It's. I mean, because you have to be careful. Um, Bayonetta. <laughs> Bayonetta is uh, a technical <laughs> masterpiece. Fortnite um, is, is an amazing, you know, uh, cultural phenomenon. Phenomenon. Excuse me, but not my favorite. If if I have to give you my favorite, I would. Can I give you two? Nope, it has to be one. I'm okay. I actually want to hear the runner-up, so okay. I'm going to say yes. All right, so Shadow Man, the Shadow Man 4, which would have been released, um, I want to say, around 32-bit generation. This would have came out on uh, PlayStation, Dreamcast, N64. And um, the reason why Shadow Man stood out is, you know, growing up, um, kid of color, uh, one of the things that I was beginning to become conscious of so I'm not seeing any video game characters that look like me and and how many how many kids how many how many of us have had that feeling and I, I mean you are talking to a group of women a group of women yeah and, and it's, <laughs> they're not it's the like, same but similar so 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 you know it wouldn't have been until you know Chun-Li or it wouldn't have been until Samus and and you know Metroid but um for, for me, there was never, I, I felt the same way in a sense because it was never a character that I kind of quite visually resonated with. And then came this, again, the box art. You you walk into what would have been called, you know, electronic boutique, EB games, <laughs> right? Weird. This is back when the mall was, was the place to be on a Friday night. Top hat video. <laughs> Blockbuster, Hollywood. There you go. Yeah, you all go. those. <laughs> you walk up to this, um, you know, this this video game display, and you see this this cover of this this guy just holding a skull, and he and he he has these these kind of nineties. What were those called? The nineties circular glasses. Ooh, very anime. Right. Okay. Okay. And um, so or it like kind of John Lennon. From the John, there you go. There you go. If you if you would take a mix of maybe. 
you know, Blade and Morpheus. You, okay. you had you had Michael Lavoie, the main character of Shadow Man, and essentially he was this voodoo hitman that that basically uh, voodoo hitman mercenary that was dispatched to keep the dark forces of Dead Side at bay against the world of the living. And I just never seen anything like it. I I, I remember being so weirded out, so creeped out, but I <laughs> loved every second of it. And um, going back to Valiant. That was that was actually yeah. a valiant comic title. I was gonna say, I'm like, I oh, I yeah. thought when you were doing your um, not a sponsor, you had mentioned Shadow Man, and that stood out to me, and so I was like, oh, is this a comic book game? It absolutely was. So so Shadow Man, it, it was just something I've never seen before. I was I was just so um, blown away by it. Uh, the fact that it had comic book roots was even more relevant. Um, it would have came after, if memory serves, it would have came after uh, Turok. Now, Turok was another game similar. No, Have you I, never heard of Turok? No idea That's what fair. that is. That's fair. <laughs> Turok the Dinosaur Hunter. Ooh, what? Oh, dang. Yeah. No, so it was a really over-the-top first-person shooter that, that really gained a lot of, um, that, that allowed the N64 to gain a lot of traction um, when, it, when it first came out. And, and again, this was another, another comic title. So um, it, it was just this really awesome time, this, this pocket of time that that you know we didn't have any big budget films or anything like that that uh, these games were being based off of, but they they came out. They were based off these comic book properties, and they were amazing. So Shadow Man, unfortunately, has a very uh, cult following. Um, it, it may not be as mainstream as I'd like, but I would put it in anybody's hands. Anybody's hands. That kind of leads into a good question, though. What do you? How do you feel about what? the gaming industry has done as far as diversity or where would you like to see it go as far yeah as far as having more diverse characters and a more um broad spectrum of people or and people creating the video games as well oh definitely i i want to say not even within the last maybe five years there's been a explosion in the industry um in in certain regards um two steps forward maybe maybe Unfortunately, three steps back. Um, there's there's always going to be obstacles, but I think some of the things that have overcome those obstacles have been some amazing projects. Um, so the state of the industry right now, uh, there's there's a lot to be seen. Of course, I have to you know because because it's you stuff. We got to talk about we got to talk about Overwatch. Um, and I, I'll I'll be the first to admit to to all of your listeners. I'm. I was I was not sold on Overwatch to begin with because of the heavy multiplayer emphasis right from the beginning i was always intrigued by the character design yes without a doubt the the different types of characters the different nationality of characters the different body types of characters i think is is an extremely beautiful push to get the industry where we where we need it to be um other examples in the industry are just a little not maybe maybe not as you know uh jump forward as we like but uh female presence in female um, protagonists um, in most narrative games I feel like have have also been re-examined redefined games like Horizon Zero Dawn um, yeah. Tomb Raider 2013 <laughs> of course Metro, uh, Metroid um, Samus Aran uh, still one of my favorite characters now you know I have I have an issue this this, this kind of goes back I don't know if I'm saying it correctly to this day. Still, if it's if it's Samus Aran or, or, 
or Samus Aran. I, I tend to go for the longer pronunciation. I, I say Aran. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I could be wrong. How is it spelled? A-R-A-N. A-R-A-N, yeah. I would say Aran. I would too. Okay. All right. But she's from space. So, so maybe it's <laughs> <laughs> well, that maybe that's how it's perceived. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. To, of you. <laughs> we don't know, alien. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I mean, I think I think um, the the way the industry is going right now, there's there's um, so much more that's on the table um, yeah. for diversity, and I think that's a good thing. And I, I just hope that it kind of keeps um, going. I hope we keep the momentum up. So to speak, did, did that did, was yeah. that did that answer your your question? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I I want to know what. Um, so you said Shadow Man is number one, but you you were thinking a second. Oh, one. that's what's right. The, okay. What's the second one, I gotta know. All oh, right. I thought it was like Tarzan the Dinosaur Hunter. To rock. To rock. Tarzan. That's why we love you, Steph. That's why we love you. But no, not not not. Uh, that was not my second favorite. My second favorite. Is Nights into Dreams. Um, Nights into Dreams is a really pe- uh, peculiar uh, entry in in the gaming in the in the annals of gaming history and, and what have you because it was it was created by none other than the same team responsible for Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic Team created Nights. Now um, it came at a very unfortunate time. It was released for the Sega Saturn. The nineties. The nineties. Very unfortunate um, time. You you play you play as this. Um, actually, excuse me. There's there's two protagonists. You play either as Elliot, or oh no, I just I, I forgot her name. Um, I want to say Cla- or Claire. Claudia. I think Claire. I think Claire. Aaron. No. Papa. <laughs> but you play as these two, and, and listen to this. Listen, this is this is the story. You play as these two kids who have these ambitions. Um, one is a musician. One is a basketball player, and they they are they're they're having hard times. They meet in their dreams, guided by knights. Knights is this gesture that they are able to embody and fly throughout their dream world. This is based on someone's drug dream. If if you saw it, you would, you would, that would not be a stretch at all. (laughs) As a kid, I was convinced that I would meet my husband in my dreams. And we would find each other. I think this game would have moved (laughs) you to tears. Yeah, no, I'm feeling it right now. um, So it was, it was just a very, um, it's been remade a few times. It's been, um, there's been a new installment released. Sega really got so many. They, they fans were were crazy about this. It was again uh, underground movement at the time, though no, nothing to the scale of say what what Mario was capable of achieving. So it, it, it unfortunately kind of kind of got caught in the in the undertow of, of releases and, and what have you. But it was just this amazing. So guys, you flew you flew the entire time, and, and you would have different courses and levels, and all the levels were very bombastic and colorful so like your, your different uh, courses but if you if you lost your your say um ability to maintain the night suit you fell and you had to run away from an alarm clock <laughs> so, what? You, you didn't want to get woken up oh so my God. just like real life <laughs> <laughs> but nights in the dreams it was it was a gorgeous game um and another notable thing that was amazing for the time was the music score um some of the best music um, 
of music or video game soundtrack of, of any game, any fan would would definitely put their their life on the line. Okay, I'm not gonna say their life, oh, but man. their yeah. you know <laughs> their reputation on the line to to you know make that make that uh, claim. I'll say. Hmm. That's awesome. I love it. I have not heard of either of those games. You little gamer hipster, you. <laughs> <laughs> Got to bring the Sega Saturn down next time. Yeah. Uh, heck yeah. That sounds like an amazing weekend in the making. So, one of our other questions. I'm skipping around That's a little. That's fine. Because I want to ask this one. So, a lot of our, our listeners are new to gaming. Or have not really ever played any games. Okay. Um, do you, but maybe they're interested in playing some games. Do you have any recommendations on like types of games or maybe some specific games that would be good to start with? It's going to be a little bit of, a, of an odd answer. And, and, and the only reason why I say this is because just you got you to gotta go for it. You got to go for the awesome. Don't worry about feeling intimidated picking up something that is foreign or um, maybe something that is unknown to you. I feel like people want to play games all the time. But I, I, I think what I've seen, the, the most tragic thing I've ever seen is, you know, I would, I would hand a good friend a controller and, and they would literally talk themselves out of playing just for the sake of not knowing. Um, so, so see that. Right? And, and um, have, uh, we, I, I, I remember we, we talked about Journey or, or, you know, Journey has a very interesting uh, premise because it can be so intimidating the way it just opens up to the player and the player not knowing where to go or how and to... And there's no words in the entire thing either. Right. And, and, and there's, this, there's this sense of just, you know, competition. And, and I'm always telling people, calm down. Calm down. It's 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 gonna be fun. It's okay. If you lose, if you fail, if you die, if you game over, it's fine. You'll be able to pick it up. You'll be able to have your experience. So, with that being said, a, a little bit more like actual concrete uh, games. I, I say, um, you know, Mario sixty four. I think is a is an awesome place to start for for anyone. It's it's aged beautifully, and it's it's something that you can just get into and and really kind of get a a strong sense for how to how to kind of determine what your virtual hand is in that world, how to interact with that world. How is to that one that world. like open concept world like um, Donkey Kong Donkey Kong sixty four was? In a way, in a way, um, it, it's it's, it's you very know, organized though. Right, it's it's it wants you to think that it's open world, but it's a little bit more uh, on rails than than you you might think. Okay. Another another um, go back and get those classics. Another recommendation is play. Go back and play a lot of those uh, Atari classics or or just arcade classics in general. The Pac Man, the Centipedes and and find what moves you. Matter of fact, you know what? You know what? Go to the Nickel Cave. Go to a a space where you can actually put hands on, you know, as it was intended, you know, joysticks and and just find that special, you know, level or that special character and and really just see what moves you. I think is my my mm -hmm. best recommendation. Hmm. Well, and I, I want to go back to that point you made about, like, it's okay if you game over, if you die in the game, like, 
if you go to the wrong corner of the to, world. Yeah, and, like, it's, you know. it's fine. Because, like, I, from my own personal experience and then also from some people that I've talked to, a lot, the thing that kind of held me back at first, I, when it comes to, like, games and a lot of other things in life, I feel like when I start something, I have to be good at it right at the beginning. And if I'm not, I get frustrated, I get pissed mm -hmm. off, and I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. And I think that happened a lot with games. And so I would like, I, I'd rather just watch people play. People who are already good at it. Because mm -hmm. then we could like keep going with the story. And I can just kind of, you know, see what they're doing and stuff. Whenever they would hand over the controller to me and just be like, here, you play for a minute. like, And I wasn't good at it. I just, I'd get so mad. Yeah. And so I think, especially like once I got my own console and I just jumped into, um, because one of my... As you guys all know, like I love, love, love Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And I just, I just kind of jumped into that game, and I didn't really know what I was doing, and I wasn't, I was not good. I died a ton. Yeah. Even the first like boss battle against. Um, Wilson Fisk. Yeah, Fisk. I was like, what is his name? There's so many. There's so many villains. There's so many villains. Um, <laughs> I died. Like I'm, like I'm ashamed to tell you how many times I died. Like it was <laughs> that bad. But I just kept going because I was having fun. Like exactly. it, like it. It's Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters, and I just kind of stuck through it. And, like, yeah, so I think it's, it's a very good point to, like, don't worry. Like, it's okay if you die or you run out of lives and stuff. You can start over. And that's, yes. and that's the awesome thing about gaming is, and, then, and there is a bit of a learning curve, it's true. But I think since then, any other game that I've started, I'm, I'm a little bit more patient with myself, too. So I think you kind of just got to get over a hump. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I've noticed that with Red Dead and then now Horizon Zero Dawn, like, I, I feel like, like, Lindsay gave me some pointers and stuff, but, like, I feel like I'm actually doing pretty okay in that game. Good. That's great. And I'm enjoying it. So, anyways, that's just my little... If I can tidbit. add, if I can interject into this and also just say, if you're playing with friends, try and have that attitude. I know mm -hmm. it's something I need to work mm -hmm. on. It's true. But if I can endorse Brian just one more time and say, like... You know, when we first hung out, like our first hangout, it was a date. I might as well just tell you. Um, he said, I want to watch you play Uncharted. Because I was Whoa. into... I know. I know. And I was... It was a big thing. Um, but, like, I remember I was on top of a rooftop trying to get to a zip line or something. Steaming all types of steamy. And, um, I know. This is, this is as steamy as it gets for me, so you guys just buckle in. Um, I was on a rooftop trying to get to the zip line, and I was kept pushing the wrong button or something, and I jumped off, like, six times. And I was so embarrassed, and I kept, like, disclosing myself to Brian. Like, I swear, like, I'm on the second one. Like, I know what I'm doing. It's, I'm pretty good at this by now. And he was just like, just enjoy it. Like, and I was just like, that is such a great attitude. And like how you've been when you've shown us games like PT with Marley or you, he showed Stephanie a game. I can't remember what it was. And you just had that attitude of like, just enjoy it. Just experience it. I, you know, I'm having fun watching you in this world, not being the like, you know, like professional viewing gamer like we're not playing for an audience we're not playing for um, competition competition we're not playing for a youtube stream we're playing as friends so it's okay if you go to the corner of the map and it tells you to turn around you got to see that part of the game and that's fine yes so yeah i would just say like having that attitude makes such a big difference in not only you know the dynamic of your gaming 
but the dynamic of your friendship. <laughs> so <laughs> it's nice. You want to keep that intact. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> make sure your listeners know. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Play the Just game remember that uh, deep, sultry voice telling you that. <laughs> and he like stared into the soul of the mic. <laughs> As he said that. <laughs> if only our mic could see. It would have pop chips and a very like... What's the word? Like, con- like convincing gonna... or sincere Brian staring into it. <laughs> we probably should have asked this at the beginning, but why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your program at the U? Oh, okay. Um, um, it was just an amazing experience. E A E M E A E. If I can, if I can get the full title, um, Entertainment Which... Arts and Engineering Masters, Entertainment Arts and Engineering. Mm. Um, just gave. It gives its students a very unique perspective on game development, the game industry in general. And it's, it's, the experience itself is just simply unparalleled. It's, it's, you are, you know, from, you know, it, it is school. It is, you know, so you, you do, you do have your coursework and, and what have you, but the, the, an orthodox thing is the, you know, the superhero element of it is, you know, um, what what is what is that line from X Men? It's like you know, yeah. On the surface, we look like a school, but you know, beneath, <laughs> that's a totally another level. You you literally you're 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 sitting in a development studio. You are you are grouped into a team. You are utilizing group ethics, excuse me, group ethics and um, game design techniques that you are taught that are utilized in the field to put a project together and it's no matter no matter no matter what you're going to find out a lot about yourself you're going to learn a lot about yourself so so my time um was was very unique and um interesting I, I took the opportunity to try and tell the best story i possibly could and um you know we the the team i was working with was was so unique that we we were able to put something together that was story you know and that was that was the sorry tell our listeners about your game tell them tell like where to find it and what it is because okay this was a really cool project that i think you need to be a little more pompous about (laughs) yes so uh the thesis project that we did as playwright studios was was called logout and it is a knock on wood (laughs) <laughs> Still on Steam. Um, yes. Steam uh, PC download uh, Steam storefront, and so in logout, um, we we wanted to we we had a desire to kind of tell a story that wasn't quite you know black and white. We wanted to kind of get into some moralities and some some gray area, and we we thought of this this world and this character Quinn. So Quinn is is able to utilize a a system that's very reminiscent in our world, which which you know in in our world it would look like social media elements and aspects, in in a way it's it's uh, so Quinn's ability is sort of a metaphor for social media and how she can essentially control emotions through um, second screens or or you know. Um, various degrees of separation rather than uh, a direct touch or a direct exchange or what have you. And so um, what we know is Quinn is on a quest looking for her brother, but there is some troll, there is some 
force that is egging her on and she is determined to just simply turn it off turn this this infrastructure off to to see what the world truly looks like so um we we just had a blast coming up with uh the characters and we we had some challenges coming up with some design mechanics and whatnot and um one of the most amazing things that, that really came together uh at, at i want to say maybe the close to the end was we we had um the opportunity to introduce some some voice work into the game that just literally took quinn and her dynamic to the next level so um it 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 was it it for for all intents and purposes for the for the you know satisfying satisfying the the parameters of what it is to tell the story it had to begin it had a beginning middle and end and that i can't tell you how how proud i was to see that come together um so yeah long ago the um for like your thesis projects they did like a big gaming party showcase showcase where they had all the groups that did the um thesis program or the master's program and you could go and play all their uh different games and that was a lot of fun you got to see a bunch of different types of games you got to see like because yours was insanely unique but then there was others people's who was really unique too and it was really cool to see like like young non-jaded people creating something exciting and new to them and not and that i think that was the coolest like and the excitement that it brought them to see like people who hadn't made games before or hadn't made games at this level before see people play their games and the excitement mm-hmm. that that brought and you had resources but not like the resources of a development studio like you had you know it's cool to see indie games because you know you had to be more creative you couldn't just be like okay well we'll just outsource this and have them do it you know like you had to fix all of your problems as they came up you had to be completely original in all of your creations you couldn't just be like okay we'll just get you know music or we just get music you know like you had to you had to do so much and i remember you talking about it a lot and i was just like that's Intense. That's a project, you know, like, that's a lot. <laughs> it's amazing. But the things that were come up with, like, in your program, like, I was very impressed. Thank you, thank you. No, a lot of talented individuals um, I got to collaborate with, work with. It, it was an opportunity of a lifetime, for sure. And, of course, you know, in, in, you don't get that anywhere. But you, you can only get that in Utah. That's, that's <laughs> you know, that's how, that's how you know, it... it it came together. I feel like it's why it came together. And then on top of that, you know, again, sitting with these these three badass chicks. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's, it's, you know, you can't get that anywhere else other than Utah. Someone in Boston's like, what? <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm so glad you feel that way. The kind of a question that came to mind is like, so you've been on these projects. Brian was actually like a beta tester for Crash, right? For oh, what, it was Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. Nice. Um, yeah. So you've been on different projects. You've been doing different things. Do you have a sense of your dream project yet? Do you know what your dream project is and what role you would be doing in it? The dream project. Is a little twofold, and it's it's funny because it actually kind of came together in an interesting way. So, um, comic books, um, video game, and comic books, action figures have always been the the core of my 
you know, nerdisms and, and geekery and everything like that. So Superman, I feel, is pretty critical. And, and one of the unfortunate truths is that we have not had a definitive experience playing a Superman game. Um, interestingly enough, there is another passion project, uh, God of War. I'm sure you you all know and We're recall. familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of it. <laughs> Check out our episode on God of War. <laughs> I think it's season one, episode seven? Nerd. <laughs> Nine? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's in season one. Um, God of War uh, has spoken to me ever since... Um, the, the franchise started. Interestingly enough, after this new iteration that we just received, uh, the lead designer for God of War actually stated what his dream project would be. And his dream project, this is Corey Barlog. Uh, um, he has that really of course, Corey. interesting name. Our Bar- man. Barlog. Okay, so um, uh, he, he, he said, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, he wants to do a Smallville game. What what would it look like to to play a character that's supposed to inherit these abilities and become the world's greatest superhero? Would it include Chloe's involvement in a sex cult, though? I, you, know, I, you know, give or take, give or take. I, I think it would kind of you know deviate for, for from that. <laughs> okay, at, at, at I some guess point, that's fair. You know, the, Just a little, you know. Or or there would be some insane wall of weird cameo. Going on, or a, maybe, a side mission or something, something like that. But um, I, I just think it was interesting that um, out of all, you know, directors of all studios, um, he would be the one to. to Corey Barlow would be the one to say that, just in, in the sense that uh, what God of War is, how God of War plays, some of the set pieces in that game are astronomically insane. But I just, you know, can I? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell out. your readers. I'm gonna tell your readers this, okay? Our readers. Uh, excuse me, listeners. Our readers of our um, podcast description. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell your. Re- I'm gonna tell your listeners this. Your listeners need to know this. Way back in God of War three, there is a boss battle that happens between Kratos and I won't say, but there's a boss <laughs> battle that essentially is. It, it convinced me outright. That, that not only is a Superman game possible, but it just needs to happen. <laughs> Fast forward to God of War 2018, there again is another boss battle that, that essentially has that same exaggeration where I just have to say, I don't understand why we don't have a Superman game. Is it when he's fighting the stranger and the world like cracks and they like open up a chasm? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Sweet, yeah. A thousand times that, yes. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, if I can be attached to any aspect of, of a Superman project that, that is going to be conveyed through interactive media or interactive entertainment on any level, I would be able to call it good. I can I can go ahead and basically say, all right, it's not going to get any better than that. But this is your dream. What role would you have? Specifically, I would need to see the thing about the thing about Superman. I feel that a lot of people misinterpret is um, I, I would I would need to be on the narrative team, and I would okay. I would need to go in and I would draw a triangle, and I would basically I would basically put Clark Kent at the tip of the triangle at the top. So Clark Kent's at the top. I would probably put Kal-El... No. Yep. 
I will probably put Kal-El in the center. I've never broken it down this way before, so you have to give, give be patient, be patient. I'm excited. I'm yeah, enjoying this. this. Clark Kent at the top, Kal-El in the center, and Superman at the bottom. Mainly because the the I'd argue, and then I would get into a lot of fights with a lot of different creators, a lot of different writers. <laughs> He's Clark Kent first. He is raised as a Kansas farm boy first. So that's that's basically who he is. That's 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 number one. That's why Clark Kent's at the top. Alright, Kal El is in the center because that's that's his heritage. He finds out about that. He there's there's a sense of everybody loves this term. There's a sense of wokeness that he'll get <laughs> later that, that is going to enrich who he is. So that's that's his heritage. And then at the at the base of it all what what he basically stands that on is is superman because that's essentially his birthright that's that's what he's able to do naturally to a certain sense so i would go in and i would pitch that and i would i would try to make sure the team understood i would i would you know of course i'd i'd be i'd be so happy to talk debate <laughs> do all of this to the point where everybody would just probably just be like, "All right, look, man, this dude, this new dude that they got on the team, we, we need to maybe like put him in a corner for Rain a little him bit, in a little bit. <laughs> or or you know, tell him to go Keep take him a walk." Give him an isolated cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would I would enjoy that 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 process that that um, sculpting that that. Um, um, concepting is what I really want to say so much. That process um, would be very uh, in- integral and just a joy to undertake as a as a piece of work, body of work that I can contribute to. Would you ever start a Valiant and just make your own game with all of your own assets and it's, just make it happen? I don't know if you could do that with Superman. Well, so yeah, you get sued. You'd get a involved. cease and desist immediately, but would you do it? Actually, interestingly enough, if if I were to do it with Superman, there's a way. There's a way. But it would have to be sort of 1940s, the <laughs> Superman animated series Superman that kind of didn't really talk. And, you know, I, I could probably never use is, kryptonite or anything else related to him. But Is that the one where it's like, it's a bird, it's a plane? Yes, Mark. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I remember those old cartoons. Yes, yes. Um, that that would, interestingly enough, be the approach I would take. And I mean, I would love to. I would love to. It would be a complete uh, passion project. But um, we we gotta see him. We gotta we gotta experience what it would be like to to actually fly and hear that cape flapping. And there there has been. There's been there's been games, right? I mean, you know, on on NES, there's there's been you know there was Superman, but it was a little bit of a licensing issue, we'll say. When you have Superman talking to the Statue of Liberty, you know things get a little odd. Yeah. All right. And then you know, N sixty four, the most notorious game. Unfortunately, when you have Superman flying through, the necessity of flying through rings, and you have a lot of base. Uh, sound effects, making using you know being utilized as powers like a like a a telephone dial pad. That's a problem, right? That's pretty sad. So so we still need it. We still need to get there, and that that would be that. I would I would put my energies into seeing that through, no matter what. 
Mm. I'm sad that you didn't mention that your passion project would be our H.H. Holmes game. You know what, Steph? That would be... You're right. That's it's, number two. That, that is, that, you know, you can't I would, take away his childhood that's dream. That's true. Okay. I, I would, you know what I mean? I would just basically try to fund both at the same time. Because they I need like to happen. This. They I need like to happen. This. Yes. One of the first times we hung out, we had, we had watched a movie or something. And then we were all just talking. And in the background, we oh. put on an H.H. Holmes documentary. I remember and all of us were talking except for Brian, who was intently watching. <laughs> <laughs> and we had the like volume turned way down, yeah. so he was like leaning in and reading the subtitles. And I was just like, "Right, we're like, sorry." <laughs> Didn't know Brian was a murderino. <laughs> just could you imagine in first person navigating this space through a that, murder that hotel? Been, yes, mm-hmm. uh, uh, not only a murder hotel, but a cache of, of hidden compartments and, and sliding doors oh, and, and what have you. And probably um Horror. bodies Shoots. and body parts yes. lying around yes. places you don't want them. <laughs> Blood splatters. Oh you gotta you know Screaming. you gotta get some horror gaming. I'm in. thinking of an awesome female protagonist for this. Like, oh my god. Like, oh. She just wanted to go to the world fair, but now she's a kick ass like she has to, woman defending herself with an axe she, or a she pan. She threw or the bonnet off and, and, and ripped off part of her dress to make to make like padding or some elbow pads to do some heavy Did you crawling. see Virginia's wearing trousers? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> Sign me oh up. Oh my gosh. We need to make both of these games happen. I would play the crap out of them. <laughs> Any um, final thoughts? Final questions? Final fantasies? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just have to say, I am... Uh, I, I am overjoyed that you, that you took the time to invite me on Aww. the podcast. I am a huge fan and will continue to, uh, to, to listen. <laughs> Um, I think what you're doing is really great, and it, it gives me inspiration to continue down this amazing journey that we that we all have uh, kind of taken up. Oh, so, thanks, thank Brian. you enough. <laughs> We're just happy you have you agreed to come, and you know, because like I said, you're very charismatic. You know games better than I do. Like if I'm the gaming pro. He's the gaming god, so like, it's necessary that we had you on our podcast, because... He can be our Kratos. Yeah, our Kratos of games. (laughs) (laughs) Or just our Kratos. But Brian's nicer than Kratos. (laughs) (laughs) And like, everything we asked him, he would just lean in, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It is of no consequence. I think we have to mention too. We um got a tort from Smiths. Yes, for our treat of the of the evening. Yes, it's Marley's birthday cake. We lit half the candles on it. It was a birthday tort. <laughs> it's a birthday tort, and um, tort. <laughs> it, it was, was delicious. delicious. It was. It was really I think good. we're Strawberry gonna eat a little bit more tonight. Yeah. Yeah, you guys need to help me eat it, please. <laughs> I'll have a piece because it was delicious. It was like a strawberry, very whipped creamy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had like some chocolate cake in it. Very yeah, there was like chocolate vanilla. cake chunks in it. Jeez, <laughs> it was jeez. mostly vanilla cake, but yeah, it had some chocolate. Yeah. In it. it's, it's very tasty. It was wonderful. And so. maybe Brian will actually have a piece this time. Hmm. Mm. You know, Marley's calling you out. So Brian doesn't did. like um, torts okay. or fruit. Really? <laughs> That's, I know. It's probably my only. I, I'm weird about desserts. Talk to I, us I, about I pie. 
Oh, oh, here's a good question no. to finish on. Brian, what's your favorite dessert? What would you bring like if we if we didn't have this tour already? Like if you, what if we didn't have the tour. If we had okay. something else and that we should have had say, hey, bring a treat that you love. <laughs> bring a treat that you'd like. I think it would be something um, like some ooey gooey brownies. Um, ah. You know, uh, the kind that, that make you, you know, it's just like mush mouth. Yeah. Yeah, the only way to finish it is with milk. <laughs> yeah. So, like so, clogs your throat as it's going down, so you have to get some cold milk in there. Exactly. The more, <laughs> yes, the more straightforward it is, the, the better. You know, your pies and, and custards and creams and whatnot, <laughs> I, I, I don't consider those complete thoughts. So, so that's that's Marie Calendar would disagree. It's a pretty complete thought when you have like a four layered cake. Yeah, you have that the has bottom, like many different aspects to it. It wasn't like they just threw it together. They were just like, what would make the best topping? What would make the best filling? Like there is a lot of complete thoughts. Have you ever watched Great British Baking Show? Yeah, let's get Mary Berry on the phone. I have. I have. Okay. Now look, see, cake is different from a pie. All right, and which is different from a tort, apparently. Yes, yes. But we don't no, really know the difference. When you just gotta keep it straightforward, okay? That's oh, all I'm saying. Just well, what I'm saying is that you should grab a friend, get some torts or cakes, and play some video games. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Thanks for being on here, Brian. Yes, thank Bye. you.